listening to Journeys, a bite-sized podcast produced by Comma DC. Comma is a nonprofit giving a platform to immigrants in the DMV area to share their stories, skills, and experiences. In August of 2021, thousands of Afghan refugees arrived in the U.S., facing major hurdles for resettlement like finding affordable housing, social services, and visa approvals with just a few days' notice. As the DMV community came together to collect financial resources and donations for newly arrived families, the producers of Journeys decided to dedicate a mini-season of the podcast focusing on the diverse and dynamic voices of Afghan refugees. This is the first of four episodes exploring Afghan experiences that will be released every Friday this month. I'm your host, Hala Flynn, and today's guest is Rahala Razai. Rahala is an author, entrepreneur, and social services worker who gained asylum from Afghanistan in 2017. Thank you for having me today. My name is Rahala Razai. I'm originally from Afghanistan, and I came to the U.S. in 2010. I graduated from St. Michael's College in 2016. Currently, I work with Lutheran Social Services, um, working with refugees and immigrants. Rahala has just finished writing the manuscript for her book that is tentatively titled The Golden Cage. I wrote an autobiographical novel, and uh, this novel is about um, a woman who is in Kabul, Afghanistan. And the story is like a Romeo and Juliet. The primary focus of the story is to illustrate the culture of Afghanistan and also the values of two different sects that we have in Afghanistan, which is Shia and Sunni uh, religious. So the story shows that how an Afghan female can fight for their basic rights. In Afghanistan, there is a society that women can be killed, tortured, or betrayed for falling in love or talking about love or writing about love. And this story is about Mahtab and how she fall in love and how she fight for her basic rights. Wow. So it's kind of like you writing about this is sort of an act of rebellion almost. And and not just talking about love, but publishing about love. Yes. Yeah. That makes it really real. Mm -hmm. How did you decide to write a book? How did you know that you had a whole story in you? When I came to the U.S., um, I always like uh, was thinking about Afghan women, and I I always wanted to fight for women's right and equality. And one of the way that I thought that I would help um, Afghan women was through my writing. I was part of a project called uh, Afghan Women's Writing Project. And a few of my poems and stories were published there. I thought that like through my writings, I can express my feeling and my emotions or talk about women's rights and like equality. Um, There was this fellowship in my college um, that was announced. And 
uh, I have talked to my sister and my professor at college. I said that like, I really, I'm really interested in this uh, fellowship program, but I don't know if I would be qualified for this because I'm an Afghan female. Uh, my language is, is not like my first, uh, English is not my first language. Is this a challenge for me? Like, uh, should I apply for this uh, fellowship? Uh, so I have had some fears and I wasn't sure if uh, they would going to accept me or not. Um, but then my professors and my uh, sister, they encouraged me. They said that just go for it, apply. And I have applied and I got accepted. Uh, they offered me the fellowship and also they have assigned me a professor who was also a writer like who published uh, a couple of books too. That's amazing. Um, you mentioned your sister who came to the US before you. In what ways has she been a source of courage and encouragement for you? My sister, uh, yeah, she was, she was the one who I feel she, bre she break lots of barriers. Um, and she also supported me and also cleared many pathways to my success and the person who I am today. She, she is my sister and she is my uh, friend too. Like she always try to give me best advice, not force me to do things, but just uh, showing me different options and letting me to pick those options and think through um, whatever decisions I would like to make. Um, so whenever I need any advice, I would go, I would go to her and I think she is, she is my role model. What is some of your favorite advice that she's given you? She always like pushed me to be better. There were times that um, I wanted to do something but she encouraged me, said that, don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. Like, um, uh, sh she always liked trying to encourage me to be best of myself. So you said she cleared the path for you or, or paved the way for you, which includes your first trip to the U.S. Can you tell me about your first journey here together and about your brief return to Afghanistan before you came back to the U.S. for college? Sure. Um, so in 2010, um, I came to the U.S. with my sister. Um, I came for two years of high school. And then for my summer break, I decided to go back. And it was my sister's wedding, too. So we went for wedding in Afghanistan. And I stayed there for uh, three months. Everyone was protect, uh, protected me. Like, they wouldn't let me to go alone al alone outside so they just was in fear um that someone uh, might kidnap me or like um insult me like for example neighbors they they already knew that i was in 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 the us so all these things i didn't feel felt like very major changes but i felt that people are judging me that i have changed mm. how did it how did you respond to that feeling of judgment? 
I just explained to them that I haven't changed. I'm the same person, <laughs> person that you have saw me like two years ago. Maybe I have changed. I have like some of my ideas changed, but it's not like a bad change. It's a good change. If you really listen to me and accept me, the person who I am now. That's tough. That's a lot of pressure to, to hold other people's expectations of yourself while you mm -hmm. also have your own expectations for yourself. Yeah. Have you developed a sense of courage in the 10 years that you've been here? I feel courage is taking action in spite of fear we feel. So I think coming to the US was the biggest courageous thing that my sister and I did. Um, so just coming to a country that everything is, is different, food is different, language is different, dressing is different. So it's just very scary. Uh, when I came to the US, it just allows me to embrace courage and allows me to see the world from different perspective. And it was a scary for me to start a book writing my feelings, my emotions in a language that it's not my language. Or the fact that I graduated from college. In my family, my sister and I, we are the first females that graduated from college in whole family, in, like among my cousins and everyone. <laughs> so in 2020, I, I was able to buy my own house and uh and my family like they are very like proud of me and they have encouraged me i'm glad that i have had their support but i like in age of 28 having your own house i think it's just it needs courage and um it just needs that you overcome like many challenges and took a very big risk. And also, for example, this year, I have opened my own um, online jewelry business. These are all things that I have had started with fears, but I decided to take the risk and just go for it. These are all things that when I'm thinking back, um, for example, about the book, like I'm very proud of myself <laughs> that I did that. So I just feel that just being courageous allow us to take chances, pursue our dreams and get what we want in our life. And I just want to add in that, that it's also very important that we also um, welcome failures. There were times that I have failed, like, for example, driving, like I went to uh, get my driving permit first time I have fa failed. But then second time I was able to answer everything, all the answer, uh, all the questions uh, right. So it's very important to um, welcome failures and just not be afraid of failures because failures in is an opportunity to grow as a person 
Yeah, so you talked about where courage will take you, but where does courage come from? Like, how did you build it? I think courage comes from insight, but sometimes you might not have courage, but you can build it. If you practice it, you can build. Like, I can say it's just like muscle. Everyone is not born having uh, muscles. If you practice uh, courage, you, you are able to build muscles. So, but it's very important that you surround yourself with friends and family, families that they do encourage you to do well. Is there any other advice that you would give to people who are seeking courage to start something new? Yes, I, I'm just thinking about all the refugees and immigrants that they come to the U.S. It's just very important for us to know what we are good at and go after things that are important for us. Some people might have fear starting something, but it's very important to start from something very small. For example, if you have fear going out alone or going out to eat alone, just start doing it. Just uh, overcome your small fears first and then take the bigger risk. When you take a risk and you accomplish something, it just adds to our happiness. And it just uh, helps us to also empower other people to do the same. And also overall help us to live a life that we want. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Well, I really liked the way that you um, connected it to building muscle because like you would never um, walk into the gym and lift the biggest weight that they have on your first try, right? You start with something small and then you work up. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm working with um, refugees, uh, refugee women and immigrants, and I'm seeing that they have so much talent. Um, it's very like scary to be in a place that they don't know the culture, language, and like everything. But um, I just want to I just want to let them know that like U.S. is the land of opportunities. They are in a place that whatever dreams that they have they can accomplish here. It's a place that they do respect women a lot. And you can be anything here. You can be a businesswoman. You can be, um, you can uh, be in, in different sport, uh, sports, like practice different sports. Um, so just take this opportunity because all women, they do not have these opportunities in other countries. What do you hope that people gain from reading your book? I know it's not published yet, but you finished the first manuscript of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. When somebody reads it, once it's actually on the shelves, what mm-hmm. do you hope that they learn or take away from your story? That's a good question. <laughs> This book is mainly for either young adults or adults. So when they read my book, they would see the differences between 
uh, American culture and Afghan culture. I want the, the young adult, adults to notice the privilege that they have in the US and try to appreciate those privilege and try to use the privilege that they have here. Yeah, that was exactly the next question I was gonna ask you, which is what do you think that Americans don't understand about Afghan culture? There are many things which I think that American people should educate themselves and get to know my people more, try to have conversation. Um, as I said, like these people, like Afghan people, you know the situation. When, uh, these people, when they left their countries, most of them, they are not happy leaving their countries. Uh, their countries are very valuable for them. Why? Because they have had good moments too in their home country. Just get to know them, have conversation with them. Um, just try to uh, respect their cultures, try to understand them. They came from a totally different country, different culture, different background, and not, not judge them easily like it, if it's cultural norms or behaviors, if they are practicing that, maybe they see something valuable in it. I think it's just amazing to just get to know someone and also get to know someone's culture and what's important for them and what's not. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I'm, I'm thinking of the the things you mentioned earlier about how like respect for elders and hospitality and, and all of those things are such valuable traits of a culture that we can all appreciate. Yeah, sure. I just uh, wanted to appreciate you inviting me to talk in this episode and also about the courage. I just wanted to uh, say that um, I feel even talking in a in an episode like this, it just needs courage, I think. <laughs> so I have had some fears, but I, I try to practice my questions, overcome my fear and just go for it. <laughs> well, I am so glad that you decided to lean in to that courage because it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. And thanks so much to our listeners for tuning in to this mini-series. If you're interested in finding out more about how to support Afghan community and the refugee community in the DMV area, you can visit our website, commadc.org, or follow us on Instagram at comma.dc.